Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I'm so thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking today at kind of a continuation of a man by the name of Bart Ehrman, who has asserted that Paul's epistles, especially the pastorals, are forged. And he's got some reasons. He thinks that certain terminologies are used differently, such as faith, in these epistles uh, than in other epistles, and that one-third of the vocabulary is unique to these epistles, and that uh, Judaism is not necessarily confronted so much in these con- epistles, contrast to Christianity. I remember years ago, I'm Pentecostal and conservative, and we had a uh, professor at one of our seminaries doing tours overseas, and he said uh, they're going to look at, uh, you know, Colossae, where about Colossians written by Paul or an associate. Well, uh, you know, and I don't think he meant like an amanusis. He's meaning, and so this is common out there. So we're using the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible by Holden and Geisler. We're on page 167. They do a great job. We'll just bounce off this textbook. I'll read a little bit, make some comments. And so it's talking about a critique D.A. Carson and Doug Moo, who I like both of them in a lot of ways, probably agree with 80% of what they say at least, are correct in showing such arguments as Paul, excuse me, as Ehrman, fail when we take additional evidence into consideration. So we're getting started. Thanks for being here. The words shared between the pastoral epistles and second century writings are also found in other writings, which date as far back as AD 50. And Paul, as a leading scholar, would have known them. He's brilliant. It's virtually impossible to argue that Paul did not know about this kind of vocabulary because it was apparently used during his time. It's not at all likely that he simply made up these words. Plus, the Holy Ghost would look at the inspirational evidence, too. Now, it's not disputed that there's definitely a change in the way the pastoral epistles are written when compared with Paul's earlier letters. It's just a matter of how to account for it. It must be understood that Paul is writing from a prison cell and awaiting immediate or imminent execution. So it's not in the least bit far-fetched to come to the conclusion these and other circumstances contribute the way he writes, the sense of urgency not found in other letters. Issues it addresses in these letters are going to be much different than the ones addressed in previous ones. It's like judging Tyndale writing from Vilvord Castle before he's burned at the stake with his other writings, such as the obedience of the Christian man. Moreover, the fact Paul is not addressing entire church directly, but individual church leaders, would understandably cause him to use diction that would be different. It's like it said, Rush Limbaugh spoke on a third grade level, but I've heard Rush Limbaugh in speeches, highly erudite. For instance, a letter that someone writes to their employer requesting time off or inquiring about a raise is going to be vastly different from a letter written to their best friend requesting a small favor. And the pastorals be unique, massively, really. And so, in addition, it's important to acknowledge that Paul has written over the course of approximately 25 years, nearing the end of his life. 
He's now able to employ years of accumulated wisdom and knowledge gained from his ministry years, in ways he's not been able to in earlier letters. I mean, I speak to my ministry staff differently and on a different level than I do saints just because understanding of Scripture and responsibility is different. And so different styles and terminology at different times. In light of these factors, it's not unreasonable to conclude that the Apostle Paul used different rhetorical styles and slightly different terminology at different times. The fact that some of these terms in the pastoral epistles are used in a way which very slightly from other places may be warranted in light of his unique situation while writing them. These variations will be characteristics of anyone who's writing in different situations. The way in which the term faith is used in Titus will be entirely legitimate within this context. Such as, I mean, I'm thinking of First Peter 5, where it says, whom resists steadfast in the faith. Talking about Satan, resist him. So, of course. One of the biggest issues preventing Ehrman from accepting the Pauline authorship of the pastoral epistles is that he posits seemingly different historical situations and then takes them for granted. From there, he assumes these situations would influence Paul's writing styles in his first ten epistles as well as the pastoral epistles. And I would say Paul was a human author of Hebrews as well. Ehrman posits because Paul thought that Christ would return during his lifetime it affected the way in which he wrote letters, even affecting his views of ecclesiology. For instance, Ehrman comes to the conclusion that there's no instruction of church leadership in the church at Corinth simply because Paul does not address it specifically. And this Ehrman assumes is because Paul so needed to create such a church government. And see, I would disagree with that. I think it's found, I mean, First Corinthians 12, it talks about Apostles, prophets, teachers in the church. So, these claims put forth by Ehrman are at odds with the accounts of elder leadership appointed in early churches that Paul and Barnabas founded, Acts 14.23. And that was kind of like emergency leadership. So, he's like, you know, there are a few weeks, have to leave. So, when you come back and appoint leaders, you might appoint a, a council. So... You know, threefold cords not easily broken, and one could, uh, if one got off kilter, the other few could uh, straighten them out or save the situation. Acts 20, the Ephesian elders. There's also a salutation given to the overseers or bishops and deacons in the opening verse of the letter written to the church at Philippi, Philippians 1 1. There's also an extensive account recorded in Acts 20, 17-35 where Paul addresses the elders of the church at Ephesus. It's clear that Paul did in fact have in mind an ecclesiastical or ecclesiological structure, as this says, early in his ministry. Contrary to what Urban claims, Paul actually did appoint leaders in the churches that he planted. And that's biblical. I mean, he just did. Book of Acts 14. It's interesting that Ehrman fails to address these instances found in the text. Ehrman's arguments to support his claim that Paul did not write any of the pastoral epistles are found wanting. Each of his objections can be explained through an understanding of the content of Paul and his writings. So, as I often said, well-written error, so dangerous.
And if people, let's say you've just read the Bible through two, three, four times, you know, and somebody's like given their life to the Bible, like Ehrman, and they're writing all this stuff, it sounds so convincing. But further examination shows it's just not so. So God bless you. Thanks for being with us. And uh, Biblical Archaeology Day, please share with your friends and family, church family, Sunday school classes. Pray for us. Join us daily. Please leave us a five-star review. Helps people find us. And uh, please subscribe to the channel. Talk with you later. Bye-bye.